Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecovis store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This episode is brought to you by the Up House Balloons. Now you can buy commercial-grade helium balloons to lighten your load and possibly float you to your destination or somewhere within a 20-mile radius of it. Their motto is, if we can move a house, we can move a hiker. Check it up at uphouseballoons.com. Hey, 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 everybody. This is Derek, and with me today is the only man who thinks it's cool to burn Nalgene bottles in the fire, Carl Mandrioli. Uh, a 20-mile radius? Burn them in the fire. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. That's what the ranger said. So. Yeah. So 20-mile radius, huh? <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's not good. It's not good. Duty. Probably, probably shouldn't buy that. No. With me today is Derek Somerville, a man who once tried to lighten his load by stuffing his pack with water balloons. Hmm. Hmm. That doesn't even make sense. No. Why? Uh, that's, like, that's I think heavier. you made that up because I, I use real balloons with helium. You think I made that up? Okay, yeah. Because most of most of these I haven't made yeah, up. These, They're are, just these are genuine. real. They're all real. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is going to be an interesting episode about lightening the pack. So I'm, I'm actually curious to see what you came up with. Uh, yeah, you know, it was really fun recording the same room as you the last couple episodes. and uh, hmm. But I will say that I'm happy to have my soundproof room back and not to be in your house of echoes <laughs> it's uh you know there's a lot of voices in my house and uh no <laughs> hopefully uh we have the problem remedied now um but, yeah we've uh, been working on that we've been working we've, we've had some technical issues yeah fun tech issues new yeah. computers are being purchased and whatnot so computers plural wow all right you know so somebody's uh um, we go all out over here doing well yeah, that's right. Uh, this is top five ways to easily lighten your load. And so we're going to bring up some things that we might have talked about before, mm. but not for a long time. This might be like season one stuff that mm. not everybody's familiar with. But it's right. going to be a little bit different, too, because we're going to rank right. them in like, you know, what should you do first all the way through fifth. But all these should be relatively easy. I think most on my list are pretty easy. How about you? Yeah, these are all doable. Okay. All doable. And mine are actually not very expensive. One could actually, like, you know, depending upon how you do it, you could actually earn you money. That's Whoa. Weird. Yeah. That's that's that's, that's serious right there. Yeah. I mean, are you gonna give me? Are you gonna give me like shave your toothbrush handle off kind of stuff, or are we talking like good stuff? What are we talking about today? I actually, don't shave it. Do you shave it off? You just snap it off. Yeah, that's right. Or cut. Is that a? Yeah. That's fine. No, it's not that big of a deal. I, I keep it on. I don't think it's that big of a deal. But if you were to take it off, would you shave it? Yeah. Like you just shave it like piece by piece off, or would you just like snap it or cut it off? I see you. I see you whipping out a buck knife and whittling it. That's what I see you doing, and then using that pointy tip for your toothpick. That's not a bad idea. And the remaining part of the toothbrush could be art. It could, but you know, as discussed, you like to throw that in the fire. So. Anything plastic, uh, you know, Carl <laughs> likes to try to make a little fireworks show. No, I'm just kidding. He doesn't For do that. For sure. Not really. 
Getting back to what I was saying before, though, I've got a couple things I want to talk about after after our lists are done. Right. First thing is there. I got some new information in this past week mm. that's kind of come to light about a prank that I pulled on you a while back. Oh boy! That is, okay. yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of challenge you with it. So there's that, and okay. then over the course of the, I don't know the last year or so, maybe more than that. The uh, one of the items that keeps on kind of getting brought up either by you or we had. Um, Mike from Northern California bring up was the Scrubba. Remember from the B&B Radio? Scrubba. Episode? Yeah, we talked I about I got that. a hold of one, man. So um, so I'm going to tell you about the Scrubba. Did you try it out? We're going to talk about I'm gonna it? Do a little, I'm going to do a little review. Nice. So, nice. yeah, got some information. And uh, they're actually really cool over there at that company. And we, um, I'll have a link in the show notes about that as well. So Nice. Last thing. So I got, right. I got a third thing towards the end of the yeah. episode. This one... Is, is kind of big time too. Whoa. Okay. Okay. I'm buckling up. I got a hold of a customer service person from a particular company no. that's been controversial on no. our podcast. Okay. I don't want to say the name of the company, although mm-hmm. you'll quickly figure it out. And I had to do some. I'll kind of point this out again, but I had to do some editing because I didn't. I didn't know if we're supposed to release this as part of our episode. So. You'll oh. know who I'm talking about, though. Questions will be answered, hopefully. Uh, well, you'll see. You'll see. This is this is worth the wait. Proverbs 22.7, the rich rules over the poor, and the borrower is a slave to the lender. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. Do you think the true moocher feels like a slave to the lender? No. No, absolutely not. Okay. No, I think the true moocher just uh, is is out for all he can get, you know? Yeah. Period. And I think the reason why is because they're not looking to repay, right? Right. The true moocher. There's there's casual moochers who will, you know, pay back. <laughs> but the true moocher. Right. Yeah. I'm sure that, that, that this concept will appear on one of our lists. That's the connection. I, I have no doubt. All right. So I was going to go in order, like my number one easy way to lighten your load all the way to number, to number five. Are you cool with that? Yeah. So you want to do... Least to greatest, right? Backwards order. My number one way is my greatest, my greatest way, my best, my best answer. Why do you want to go down the? You want to get worse? Uh, yes. Well, they're not. They're all good. Mine are all awesome. Are yours? Eh, are is they is yours good to bad? I w- I I kind of did it as like they gradually get better. Okay. Well, let's go. I mean, they're all we'll good. Kind of play. Whatever. Could be any order. opposites then. Could be any order. Whatever. You, all right. You go first. What's your first one? I'm gonna go. Okay. My my first one to get small or lighter smaller. My first one to get lighter is pretty easy. Um, it's just to get a, a smaller pack, um, as we've talked about. If you get if you have like right. the sixty four liter pack, um, right. see if you can try to do like a forty something liter pack, and just mm-hmm. or or change the frame as we've uh, you know talked about before. Uh, getting a lighter frame or different type of frame could easily knock off a pound or maybe two. Um, I think my original pack was like close to five pounds. My original, oh yeah, it was a, it was a beast. Uncommon. So, right. So I think I'm at like two pounds now, and that is an easy way to get rid of some weight for sure. Your first answer actually reminded me that I should have set the ground rules for this episode, and I did not do that because we, we are already at odds. Um, what about that is easy? What, what part is easy? Getting a new, a different backpack. Yeah. Well. Um, well, Carl, <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you plan on going lighter, I mean, you gotta like budget your money and go buy a backpack, or sell your old one on Craigslist, like you do. You sell everything on Craigslist, or try to go to a garage sale, get a smaller. You know, there's yeah. there's ways to do it. <laughs> I wanted a garage sale. You might. You might. Um, how about all the people from Illinois who apparently don't go backpacking there, and it's like kind of a specialty group that you know they're not gonna have access a garage <laughs> okay here's here's my point <laughs> about why this is i think i don't think it's a bad answer because no, it's not because it's not if we take the word easy out of it then i think you have some problems what what's so hard about getting a lighter backpack i don't, I don't understand go to rei because people take forever to shop for backpacks like this is time consuming to research then you got to argue with the guy at rei about how it's not a day pack but it can be used as a backpack like there's all sorts of parts of this process 
I mean, I looked online for 20 minutes, walked in the store yeah. with my backpack. It's not so, like, okay, so this is easy for you. I don't think it's easy for most people, including myself. Like, I take a long time to find a, a good backpack. But if you but know you have a 60 to 80 pound pack, a monster, and you're like, mm-hmm. I want to go commit to trying a lower backpack in the 40, even 50 liter range, anything smaller. And then you go check out different types of frames and then see, okay. like, can I get my junk in this pack? Um, I mean, I don't know. You can buy it at REI, try it out. They're going to let you return it within a year, right? So, If you have a monster pack or a really low-quality pack, then maybe you can make the case that really anything is better, right? So that's well, can't you easier. can't you go buy it, try it, walk around with your junk in it, and then see how you feel with it? And compare it to your old one and then be like, you know Oh, what? yeah, for sure. Okay. None so, of that seems easy. That seems very time-consuming. That seems like I could do that in a day. I don't, I don't see what the okay. problem is. Well, I, I think our definitions, again, are different with the word easy. I mean, I got kids. I'm busy. Okay. I can make that. You know, you can order it on Amazon. It'll, they'll ship it to your house. Yeah, and that means you haven't tried it on at all. And so now you're starting at square one once Can you, you get return it. things easily from Amazon? Yes or no? Uh, you can return things easily, but then if you return it, then you got to buy a different one. you got to shop again. I'm gonna I'm gonna let this one pass, and we'll see how the rest of your answers go. I know you mentioned this one before, and I, you're gonna let it pass. No, it's I don't. I think that this qualifies as a way to lighten your load. I think this is a good way to lighten yeah, your it's load, an easy especially way. with all the options now. All right. I just don't think it's an easy way to lighten your load. Fine. All right. Well, tit for tat. All right. So, tomato, tomato. Here's an easy way to lighten your load. Okay. My number one answer. This is your best answer already. You're going best first. This is my best oh, answer. Boy. Here we go. So it's downhill from here. Downhill from here. They're all good. They're all good. This is just the easiest. Maybe not my best answer. It's just the easiest. Now it's not your best answer. Oh, jeez. You are sassy. You're a little sassy today. I mean, you say it's the best. (laughs) Now it's not the best. Okay. So again, I've I've mentioned this, I think, just once, but maybe I could be wrong. But this is all about this is not going to cost you anything. Oh, boy. You simply carry less water. You find out where the yeah. next water source is by looking on the map, getting intel from people that are hiking in the opposite direction, and you should, you know, after you've gone on a few trips, you should know about how much water you consume based on, you know, incline, elevation gain, whatever, you know, how how hot it is outside, and just, you know, down the water when you're filtering, down a bottle, put some of that drink mix in there, and then just fill up one bottle assuming that you have a water source relatively close by assuming Um, a lot of hikes like literally hike next to water sources and so if you're carrying two liters of water as you're hiking next to water sources i get it you're going to save some time because you don't have to stop as fast or stop as often but it's going to add i mean two liters of you know extra liters adding two pounds that that is true it does add a lot of weight um but you know when you the only thing i see a a challenge for some people is, is to be like you know you're mentioning like you know once you figure out how much water you're drinking in relation to, you know, elevation gain and all this other stuff, not, a, I mean, is everybody paying attention to how much they're drinking? You know what I mean? Like, no, I think if, no, maybe you're right. They probably don't. So that way you, if you want to use this as a strategy, you will have to start paying attention to that for sure. You should, yeah, you should. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, but if your strategy is, I have a, you know, if that's your best answer, that's fine. It's my um, easiest answer. I'll your say easiest that. answer. Mine yeah. was similar to that. Was if it was like if you don't. My, one of my other ones is if you don't have, you know, the if you're not gonna like sit there and figure out how much water you drink and you're just gonna down bottles and just down water and fill it up and go. If that's your method and you don't want to like take the time, then maybe you do need to like downgrade to like a smaller type of bladder. Because I know I had like the big two liter bladder and I'm like this is right. this is just a hog. It's so heavy, and I think I downloaded to like a, mm-hmm. a liter and a half. I was like, "This is Ugh. this is way better already." Yeah, it's more doable for sure. So that uh, yeah. yeah, I uh, I can get on board with that. I mean, if you're dedicated to like figuring out how much you're okay. drinking, then by all means, it's worked for me, and I have had a lighter pack as a result of that. So yeah, what's your number two? Well, I just gave you another water one, so that was okay. I guess another one. So I'll, I would just go along piggyback on yours um same answer just well it sounds like it's similar you're just simply downgrading your water capacity similar yeah just downgrading the size like if you it depends on what you want to do like if it's you want to commit to figuring out what you drink then great but to me it's like every trip is so different i don't know how much i'm gonna drink maybe i drink an average of whatever on one trip but do i drink more on another trip so if you just want to carry less, you want to make it easy, okay. downgrade. Downgrade the capacity. But, okay, so if both of your answers have yeah. been get a smaller size of something, right? 
So you're upset because it's not free, is what you're saying? No, 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 no. No, this one, that one's actually relatively easy because you might... You could take your two liter and just fill it up like halfway or three quarters. Yeah, no, because I think, right. no, I think that the, the concept is if you downgrade the size, then you're not going to be tempted to overfill it, right? It, well, that's that's my theory as well. Right. But if they're more disciplined than me. I would rather have an extra water bottle that I'm just choosing not to fill up than to like, oh, I'll just top this guy off. Yeah, I mean, I see that. But if you're not as... The reason why I was asking is because I'm, I'm curious if your third one is going to be like downgrade your shirt size. Like you wear a large, wear a medium. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> uh. All right. Speak, speaking of shirt size, uh, my next one is... We've talked about this a little bit, but we haven't gotten super specific. And so I'm going to get specific. This is rethink your wardrobe. See, so, w- maybe we should have gone... This is similar to my next one, but I want to see what you have to say. Go ahead. No, no. It's okay to have similar ones. It's fine. Yeah. Okay, we can we can share this one. We can talk about this one together. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you what I bring specifically for clothes yeah. because I think this is where I shed the most weight compared to other people. And then I'm going to tell you what I think you bring for your clothes, and we'll see how close I am. Here we go. Here we go. Starting at the top, I bring, so obviously I'm not going to count the clothes that I'm, that I'm wearing, but for, I'll bring an extra shirt. I will, br- so on the top, I'll bring an extra shirt. I'll br- I'm bringing the arm sleeves, the the thermal arm sleeves from now on. This is the new the new arm sleeves. Yeah, got and then it. I've got a pretty thin, pretty lightweight, waterproof jacket. It's actually like a it's meant for like a running jacket, so it's intended to be super hmm. lightweight. Is that that re- blue one you have? Right? Yeah, and that's yeah, it. Okay. I mean, that's all. Unless I'm going to go to okay. like an area that I know is either going to be colder or higher elevation, then I might bring mm-hmm. a thin fleece to layer up um, mm. at night. But on the top, that's it. On the mm-hmm. bottom, I'm going to bring, I'm not bringing an extra pair of shorts. I'll bring an extra pair of underwear, and I'll bring some waterproof pants, which actually work pretty well for keeping the, the mosquitoes at bay off your legs anyway. And I'm okay. bringing a second pair of socks. I am Ooh. not bringing any sort of camp shoes or flip-flops. So mm. that, I mean, that is Swim, it. What about swim trunks? You don't go in the water, right? No, and, and I would just wear my shorts in and just kind of like hike them dry. And assume, you know, I would only go in if it was warm anyway. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, here, here's what you bring. Okay, please. You bring, I'm, you bring at least one extra shirt. You bring yeah. a jacket, like a waterproof jacket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you bring. I don't think you bring like a fleece or any sort of sweatshirt thing. Um, no, I, I bring. A, I'll bring a little thin fleece for the camp. Yeah. Okay, and then you bring the zip-off pants. So you have like the shorts with the pant legs that zip off to kind of convert them. And you bring like six pairs of socks. None cotton. Luxury. You bring Luxury. some pajama bottoms and a nightgown. No. A nightgown, really? We're going there. Uh, no, <laughs> you bring, no nightgown. You bring camp shoes or slippers or flip flops or something. Flip flops. Yeah. Flip flops. Oh yeah, yeah, and I bring. Oh, by the way, I bring a hat. Um, sometimes like a super thin beanie. Mm, super thin. Not just no no no. It's not like your regular beanie. It is like ridiculous. Like weighs less than an ounce. Like a like a do rag. You talking about like a do rag? Like a buff? You're saying like a buff? Incorrect. You're bringing a buff. <laughs> it's weighs less than an I mean, ounce. Super thin. Less than an ounce. I mean, I don't know what are we talking about. Yeah. Less than an ounce. Is that even providing you any sort of anything? Strangely, yes. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So what what did I miss on yours? Uh, I bring, well, okay, so my, let me just go into my next one, and then we'll get to that. Okay. So my, my next one is to remove extra bulky clothes. Not necessary bulky clothes, but extra bulky clothes. So who, yeah, who still has the lightest packs somehow? It's it's either me or you. And I so have the I'm lightest pack off, if I'm not bringing camera gear straight up. You're not, you're not beating mm, me. We'll find out. So <laughs> I think I beat you in other areas than, than you think. So No, no, you might beat my, me in other areas. I'm just saying, like, if we weigh our packs and I don't have to, and I'm not filming the trip, which will happen in April, I'm probably sub-20. You might. Yeah, you might. You might yeah. finally beat me. That's fine. Um, so there – okay, so for extra bulky clothes, because there are people – I'll bring the polyester pajama pants, luxury item, and I know it. Um, I'll bring a lightweight rain jacket. Are you gonna repeat? Thin, we just went over this. We, we yeah, thin fleece. There's nothing really else that you. I'm trying to think of what else you missed. Be- a beanie. I don't really bring beanies. Okay, because your hair is so thick and luxurious, it's sufficient, right? It's it's like its own beanie. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I might bring a hat, maybe. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Everybody else is losing hair but me. So, and Nolan. <laughs> but I will say that's true. I will say um, we have people who bring multiple sets of long 
like pants and multiple outfits outfits on the trip <laughs> um i do not e- i I'm, i don't even know if i i think i just wear one pair of underwear for the entire trip or and that's okay. it so that's gross that's disgusting this is might be tmi disgusting. for the kids i don't know this is real life um so so it yeah is. i think that yep. but outfit wise yeah just the extra shirt and maybe okay. trunks that's it Okay, so similar answer there. You know, I, I probably I definitely pack more clothes than you. My clothes okay. are a little bit more bulky than yours, but I know it. I can afford it, right? Uh, Weight wise, and uh, I enjoy it. Okay, this next one I don't think you have. This one is, we went into super detail on this about a year ago, but use the lightest shoes you can get away with. Okay, start by downgrading your shoes like in terms of weight by one. So if you have like heavy boots, maybe go with light hikers, like hikers go to trail runners and so on. If possible, if you need the extra support because you have ankle okay. issues or whatever, then do what you gotta do. I still think that some people are wearing boots that you know give you sufficient ankle support but are still way overkill. They don't need to be five pounds of boot, come on. But I mean, aren't you aren't you gambling a little bit though? Like, okay, let's say I have like, mm-hmm. a, light, like a light hiker and I'm like, you know, I wanna go lighter. Trail Maybe runner. I go, what's next? Uh, cro- no, Crocs. Like Crocs? That is incorrect. I'm like, what am I doing here? I saw somebody hiking in Crocs last year, though. <laughs> I know it happened. Well, we have one of our guys doesn't flip flops, right? So yeah, that's true. I'm afraid to do it because maybe I need to sample it on like a shorter distance. But like, I'm afraid to do it because I'm afraid of like pebbles in there, dirt in there, like just you know. If just, you added those like ankle gaiters to to prevent junk from getting in your shoe. I think that's still cheaper, or not cheaper, but lighter weight than wearing the full-on boot. So, yeah, if you want full detail on this, we did an episode that, um, I don't know if it got a ton of hits on it. It was uh, blisters and backpacking. We did it last December, and it went super detailed. And I think, we, actually, that was one of our better episodes in terms of, like, actual information. But basically, here's my thought, is that a lot of people can downgrade their shoes, but people have multiple pairs of shoes, and you probably find a shoe that would work for you if you have to buy one, that's where it's not as easy. That's where my answer might not be as good for this one. But if you can sell off your boots, even use boots, sell on eBay, you can make some money. You're an eBay fanatic, and I appreciate that. Um, that's true. So, yeah. That's true. You're more dedicated than me. I'm dedicated. Yep. Uh, okay, my fourth one, or second one, whatever you want to call it, is um, <laughs> is to plan, is to plan out your food so that you have a little bit or close to none by the last day. Good luck. We have talked about this, you and I, multiple times. Uh, we over, we overdid right. it one year where we ran out of food, I think, a little too early, right, one year? Correct. But we, ha- I mean, you know, again, we have guys on the trip that will leave with, like, what, three pounds of food? <laughs> two pounds yes. of food? Yes. I mean, it's it's out right. of control. So if you find yourself at the end of your trip regularly and you're like, man, I got a ton of food mm-hmm. still, then maybe you need to try to like ration out a little bit this more. This is, again, this is harder than um, it seems because every trip is different. It is, you know, it is. Your cal- caloric expenditure is going to be different based on elevation gain, weather, trail conditions, and so it's kind of mm-hmm. hard. You know, if you're going to different areas, it's hard to really predict, right? And and plus the weight of your pack is really going oh, yeah, to exert, correct. exert more than you think you will. Because I know yep. one year I really, I think it was the year we ran out early. And I was like, I'm going to try to like just get this perfect, right? And mm-hmm. I think on somewhere in the middle of the trip, I ran out of food early that day. And it was way before dinner. And I'm like, I felt lightheaded. I had to like lay down. I'm like, this is too much. We were going uphill. Right. I think I'm, you know, and I'm definitely okay like having a little bit of food at the end of the trip just to be safe, especially if there's like delays or something happens. Yeah. It's probably safe, but. Okay, so for this one, this one I agree. This is a great way to lighten your pack. This will actually save you money because you're buying less food. I don't think it's easy though. I think this is actually one of the harder things to do. Well, I think it just takes a little bit of discipline or, or practice. I mean, it's, I think it's. in the Just a little bit. I bet there's a lot of people out there that have gone for years and they're still bringing extra food. And they're like, I thought I had this dialed in and they're still have, you know, coming away with a pound or more of food. See, like I, for me, for you to do the water figure out thing was more like that's easier for you. That, that would be annoying for me. Whereas this food thing, I'm like, okay. I want to dial this in. I'm willing. Okay. I want to see then after, at the end of the next trip, I want to see how much food you have that you had extra. I'm going to go through your pack. There's no right or wrong. It's like if I have like a half a pound, then okay, great. Like, I don't, but. Well, but yeah, that's your whole point is that is that you have had years of practice, so you're not going to have much left. Yeah, what's much? Like, if I have two pounds to me, that's too much. 
Okay, so yeah, why don't you define what is an appropriate amount extra? Well, I think it's individual, but for me, I would say <laughs> if I have over... Just give me an answer. If I got over two pounds, two pounds or over, that's too much. Oh my gosh, okay. All right, you, well, you okay with it? You okay with it? We'll get the scale out. Pound and a half. Pound and a half, okay. All right, my number four is uh, something that like surprisingly a lot of people struggle with, and I don't know why, but unless cooking is your thing, like you love the, the backcountry cooking. Oh, right. You shouldn't be bringing an array of pots, pans, and right. like metal grippers and all sorts of stuff. Right. So this is simply just, not, you know, like dial this down. Like if all you're doing is boiling water and, you know, like do you really need to bring all that junk? Like at this point, I don't think most people need to bring that metal gripper thing, right? <laughs> I mean, I see where you're going with that. Like... Would you say this is especially? Oh, well, let me ask you because I haven't done a long trail. You've done like some long trails. Would you? Would it be a morale booster if you could cook a meal on a long trail? But then again, it's like you got to bring all that junk with you, or can you have it like at a pickup spot and then drop it off at another pickup spot? Or I mean, you could. I, I've I've definitely been the person to bring all this stuff if I'm going, you know, a little luxury mode. But yeah, if, again, if and that and that was because on that trip, cooking was my thing. I was like, I am committed to cooking. But a lot of people are just bringing all sorts of things just to have them, just in case they need them. Yeah. Um, sometimes some of those freeze dried meals, like I think it's a scrambled eggs, require that you rehydrate and then like pan fry them, which is oh, wow. one too many steps for dehydrated yeah. food, in my opinion. No. Yeah. And and really, I, I think I'm probably most offended by the metal gripper thing because a lot of those pans have you know like the foldable like rubber handles that are nicer to, to hold and i think that i think there's been more spills with the rub, with the metal gripper thing than mm. anything else like it slips out yeah or like the yeah the pot drops right. or something right. it's like you think you're gripping it tightly but it's not latched on correctly right maybe i'll bring one so, next trip just to see don't bring the metal gripper thing i'm gonna bring like two and just really okay drive you nuts no, I wouldn't do that. That will drive me nuts. Uh, my last one is kind of a fun one. It's uh, to take the the Derek challenge. Take the Derek challenge <laughs> and take a trip with just the fanny pack on the top of your oh pack. I mean, that's ultimate lightweight. If I can do it, like, see if you can fit everything into a fanny. If pack. I can do it, they can do it. You know, like, if, did you know that I looked into that one year? I'll bet you did. Because they have those like really large lumbar packs, and I thought, man, if I oh, could, that's right, they do like string a sleeping bag to the outside and pack everything on the inside, and make Derek carry all the group gear, then I could probably get away with make it. Make Derek carry, all the, yeah, okay, all right, yeah. I didn't do it that way. I think you're not ready for that step yet. I mean, obviously, I got away with it because <laughs> uh, I can, but you'll get there. I don't think most people are. Well, I, I I bet you there's some extremists that could do it, minimalists that can get away with it for sure. Yeah. I think I speak for everyone when I say that is definitely your your best answer. I don't know if that's everyone, but that's okay. Is it better than my number five? We're going to find out. I've got a food one. Uh, this one is the cheapest way to go, go. Save you some money, and this will reduce your pack weight by pounds, depending on- Pat, you're going to fast. Are you going to fast? Uh, close. Okay. <laughs> just don't bring any food. Borrow from that's... the excess of others. So just ultimate mooch. We talked about this. We've talked about doing this one year where we just eat from the extra poundage that people are bringing, and I've never had the guts to do it. But I'm suggesting other people, other people do it. I I don't I don't know if I would though, because now I'm depending on their food selection to get me through my trip. Yeah. I don't know if I want their foods. Like I've seen the food selection. Right. They got the extra food, but sometimes I'm like, do I want like? A quarter pound of that block of cheese? <laughs> Do I want, you know, a quarter of that jar of honey? You're kind of a food snob, right? You know, Not a food snob. I just, I don't know if it would sit well with me. Everything, that. almost everything that people have brought, <laughs> I, I, I kind of want. I, I, You know, like the grass is greener with the food. I'm like, oh, I'd rather have that with the one I have. Mm. Are you kind of like a garbage disposal then? <laughs> no. There's, except for, okay. <laughs> except for You know, because I didn't see you, I didn't see you reaching out for my vegan mushroom risotto. I didn't um, see you reaching out for that. That's so. true. Yeah, actually, I'm, I'm probably more picky on the freeze-dried stuff, to be honest. Yeah, that makes sense. But I, last year, when we had our guy Nate just decided to go just desserts for the trip, and oh. um, <laughs> and he included stuff that should have been refrigerated, and it was just left out, <laughs> and was curdling, I, I was not tempted there. 
<laughs> it was a hard no for me. It was a hard no. Yeah, hard no. Yeah, I was that like, was... No, thank you. I do not want to share in that, but thank you for the offer. That I will, you know, I will give him props for just going for it though. That's I don't think I yeah. Would no, I think it's that. good when you if you can fast on one trip and then not learn your lesson and then go just desserts a couple years later. I think that's <laughs> that's wisdom at its finest, right? <laughs> Some people need to have that good like literal slap in the face, and uh, then they still don't get it, and then they do it again. Right. So right. Okay, uh, I'm gonna rate your. I'm gonna give you like a B minus on your list. I'm gonna give you like a C plus. C plus. Uh, it's just kind of a uh, you know like an overall ho hum you know list. You know, I mean, it was just. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna count my water intake. I mean, like, really? I don't know. So, I, I I docked you a few points for that. Sounds like you don't want a lighter pack. That's fine. Oh, I do. I do. <laughs> well, I gave you some strategies, and we'll see who's the lighter this year. We will. Good luck. Okay. Good luck. Good luck. Okay, so uh, before we jump into trivia, I got a couple things. Yeah. First one is that we got a hold of a scrubber. Yes. And we talked. We like I said, we talked about it a couple times on the podcast. We didn't yes. really know what it was, and so it was right. cool to get a hold of one and check it out. I think this is pretty legit. Like depending upon your style of not only backpacking but really traveling, so. It's it's kind of like right. a dry bag, but better. It's it's got Ooh. it's like first of all, it's lighter weight. Um, yeah. It has actually like an internal washboard, so huh. it's like easier to to scrub other clothes, so to speak. Wow, it's hilarious. It's got, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, I think. Do you think they fashion that after me? The internal washboard. Um, for, well, I think if they're going for like what's the opposite, then yeah. The opposite. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Witty. Sometimes the simple ones are the best. You know? uh, they have <laughs> they have an air vent valve, which obviously, like you know, your dry bag or if you're doing using some other container, wouldn't have to to let out excess right. air. Easier to to scrub stuff down, so that's cool. So it it weighs in at around four ounces ish. Four ounces ish doesn't count the soap, so you got to account for the soap, right. obviously. And so four ounces a quarter pound is that worth bringing on a backpacking trip is the question if you wash your clothes a lot probably yeah so probably not for some of the trips that we take like the four and five day trips um yeah maybe like under a week probably not but if you are a through hiker or plan to be a through hiker and you want to have fresh clothes in the remote backcountry i think this is a possibility right i don't know like you haven't been on a through hike would you yeah, or like how, you know, you mentioned you're not going to change your underwear, so how fresh do you want to be? I think I would bring it, actually. I think okay. if I was on a thru-hike, I know I wouldn't bring that many clothes. So right. if I brought a couple outfits and then just wash one every now and then, I think that yeah, would be Yeah, that's true. Easier. If you count for how many clothes it might save you, if you can, yeah, you definitely have to have a change of clothes so that right. you can let, let those dry right. and just like strap them to your pack. My strategy on my last year hike was just to like wring out my clothes, and I, I don't know how fresh I smelled, so you know. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. I think if you That's... want to smell fresh, this is an option. Um, but I think it's good. I think this could be good for like road trips or like really any excursions where like you're going to some place remote or you're going to be on the go the whole time. I was thinking, mm. you know, some even like on, on like an extended mission trip where maybe you don't have access to, to a washing yeah. machine. Yeah. So there's there's definitely a market for this, and um, I didn't know this, but yeah. it's in you know like your out a lot of your outdoor stores and obviously online. All right. Okay. So like something that. to think about if you. I'm gonna ponder that. Want to smell fresh and nice and have clean clothes especially when you're just there. i mean what's your mentality with the whole like i'm gonna wring out my clothes and let them dry like are you like squeezing out the dirt and the stink or like you know what what are we talking about oh my goodness some of those trails that we've been on especially the sears are really dusty and so yeah i'm literally wringing out the dirt correct yeah, that that i can see but do you think the stink goes with it is my question that you'd have to ask somebody else because i think when you're out there long enough don't you kind of get used to the stink I think you do. I think you do. Yeah. I think you become immune to it. It's kind of like when you put on like cologne and and then you don't smell it anymore. And then other people, and then you start putting on more of it. And then people are like, whoa, a little too much. So I think you can kind of. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. I honestly don't feel like I smell any of you guys that much. Right. On the trail. Right. You know? Well, be, so. yeah. And again, this would be if you're, I would say like six or more days. This might be something up your alley. Yeah, more more For potent. Sure. And just really any anything remote, any sort of remote trip you want something on the go, it's pretty easy. Like I said, I've got the link in the show description. Right. Kind of kind of gives you a rundown for how to use it. Yeah, and it's kind of a fun little video yeah. actually. So, um, 
Yeah, so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with, uh, for for people that want to be clean and fresh, cleaner than Derek. Maybe they bring more than one pair of underwear. Mm, thumbs up. Right. So now I've got for you a phone call yeah. that I made this oh, week, boy. and I'm intentionally not saying the name brand of the product, but I think everybody that's listening to the show will know what it is. It's it's, it's referred to. It's pretty clear right. what it is. Controversial item. Yep. Can't get away from it. Finally got a hold. Yes. of customer yes. service and and let me tell you the guy that i got a hold of like i got more than i bargained for this guy was like he knew stuff basically so before are you are you able to tell us like overall rating of this phone call in your opinion like 10 being amazing one being horrible well it depends horrible. on i guess what the goal is is the goal to to win <laughs> win the <laughs> argument that this to you be know, right or? that the value of this item is not as high as i want it to be um okay. I would say if I was rating it that way, I, th- I think that um, he probably won, to be honest. <laughs> really? Wow. Uh, but in terms of like entertainment value and like how fun the conversation was, I'm going to go 10 on that one. Hello, this is Eric from Customer Service. How can I help you? Uh, hey, Eric, this is Carl from the Backpacking and Blisters podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well, thank you. What can I help you with today? Well, first off, do you have the ability to answer questions on behalf of your company? Because I'm actually recording this and thinking about inserting this into one of our podcast episodes. I think so. Uh, let's just uh, see where the conversation leads us, sir. Okay. So, so your product is actually being kind of kind of controversial in our podcast because, um, you know, not everybody's basically on board with the product. And so I just had some questions. It's like full disclosure, this is not. I'm just not a fan. I'm sorry. But you know what? Like you guys have a successful company. So what do you think it is that enables your company to turn shirt sleeves into a very loyal customer base? Uh, First of all, it is not a shirt sleeve. It's a gator. And everybody loves a gator. Not everybody loves a shirt sleeve. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Sorry. I guess I call it a shirt sleeve because it like I've actually made my own where I've cut old shirt sleeves off of old shirts and then used it in similar fashion um, well, everyone is, uh, obligated to their own opinion and, uh, I see where you're going from that, but you could also look at that as a uh, one fourth of your shirt sleeve would be an armpit. So if you think of a gator, there is no armpit of a gator. So I think our customers would love the fact that they are breathing through a gator rather than an armpit. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Do you, okay. So here's my theory on, on the whole neck gator thing. Don't you think that like, your company kind of just started with a couple of guys making shirts and they had some extra scraps laying around and one guy might have said the other like i think we can sell these and you are welcome to uh, check out our website and we have quite a bit of detail on the history of uh, the gators that we sell and you will find that you may not be very far off on your um, ideas of the beginning of our company sir is that true absolutely i'm gonna say uh point for the podcast in that one then so Okay, one thing I noticed on your website, speaking of your website, is that you have one item that like magically repels insects. Is that correct? Uh, we do not use the word magic. We uh, believe more in science than we do in magic, but yes. Okay, so did you follow the scientific method to determine if there were actually like fewer insect bites on somebody who might use that? Uh, absolutely, sir. We are completely based in science, and I can give you a quick rundown on our research and development team if you uh, have the time. <laughs> so, so you know how they, they tested this? Uh, yes, sir. I am customer service, and I am here for our customers. So we uh, start out with a, a problem, and our problem was that we already had this amazing product, but we wanted our product to be better. So we figured what else could we do than to make a bug repellent gator, not just your everyday gator. We went through our research. We have a full team of researchers who have researched extensively insects from across the the globe. And we have found that we can successfully create our gators to repel insects while being environmentally friendly. Our experiments have been set up completely under controlled circumstances. We've collected our data, which once again, if you check out our website, you can see a complete rundown of our data that we have collected. And we also are starting to look at what we can do with our gator. If we can repel insects, there may be some other larger animals that we may be able to repel as well. We're just not ready to disclose that information yet. Are you serious? So you think that you can repel like 
I don't know which larger animals you're referring to. <laughs> um, but are, are you suggesting maybe like a predator kind of animal? Unfortunately, at this point in time, we have um, some very exciting research in the works, but I am not at liberty to discuss that quite okay. at this time. I, I apologize. Don't here. worry. I'm sure that I will discuss this with my co-host. Uh, wow. All right. It says you can wear these things 12 different ways. 12, 12 different ways? Um, so I was trying to brainstorm like the different possible ways you could wear this thing. Is one of the ways as a shirt sleeve for a tank top for tank top wearers? Uh, yes, I would believe that would probably actually make 13 different ways that we could use our gators. But keep in mind, sir, <laughs> not everybody can pull off a tank top. So many people still need their sleeves. Where do I get a gator now? I mean, I'm sold on the gator. No, that was a uh, that was insane. Uh, he did not back down from you whatsoever. And uh, he had he had some like legit, you know, pre-planned uh, answers because I think he's probably dealt with people. I'm going to use the term of your kind before. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what I mean. It definitely sounded like he was ready for my questions. Oh, yeah, for sure. He was he yeah. was lining up. Yeah. So I'm not the first one to bring up these concerns. No, Would you? Agree no with way. That? No okay. way. So I'm not alone. I'm not alone in this, my friend. He seemed way too casual in his responses. Like con- he was very confident. Well, I would say if you had to like rank customer service agents, he's probably like he's got to be like top five, right? He was up there to handle your yeah. spiel of ridiculousity, and then it, it like almost made me like, well, maybe I'll maybe I will go buy a gator. I mean, I can repel <laughs> larger animals. Were my now? questions unreasonable? I mean, I mean. No, they weren't unreasonable. Okay. I mean, but uh, I, and I didn't get. I I asked more. I didn't. I had to edit it down for time and right. and yeah, tried to avoid the usage of the brand name. And I think the one thing he doesn't get is he's like, you know, our, you know, I think a lot of gator people would love to have ventilation through the arm or was it the armpit or something like that. Yeah. Um. You know. But then it, he said he didn't. He didn't want people to breathe. He said people don't want to breathe through the armpit. Right. So, but again, um, and then you're talking about the insects, right? So my thought was like, hey, um, I don't know if he's aware that your used, dirty, probably super smelly sleeves will easily repel insects. Um, (laughs) No problem. So I don't think just, you know, wear it for Um, a couple weeks and then you get your own repellent, really. Correct. So That's actually not a bad argument. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Okay. You should have been like, hey. Have you smelled my bo? Like, because I can repel <laughs> all kinds of things. You, yeah, you need to get on this phone conversation next. I don't know how to do a three-way phone conversation, but we can try it some, yeah, some way. I mean, I know how to do a three-way phone conversation. I don't know how to record it though. Oh, we'll figure yeah. it out. But um, yeah, okay. So let, okay, dude, that was solid. Come on, that was come solid. on. He's talking about that it's gonna his item, his product in the future may be able to repel animals, possibly predatory animals. Come on. All right. True, true question. Are you more likely to repel like a cougar or a mountain lion with those gators, or are you more likely to see a Sasquatch? What's the what's the answer? <laughs> what's the answer? You already know my answer in that one. <laughs> but I think that yeah, I think that's where maybe some credibility is lost with that company. I mean, maybe there's a certain Carl. They're based in science. Science. Apparently so. You know. Yeah. So believable, right? Believable. Maybe, maybe they have like a little speaker in them and they like growl at the animals. You're like, <laughs> you know, they have some sort of sound that is not appealing to animals. Or is there like a bear spray button on there? I don't know. Maybe. Oh my gosh. A bear spray button. That's <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, okay. So, so yeah, I might want to call him back when like, you know, I'll, I'll compile another list of questions because yeah. he was a fun person to talk to. That was funny. Is it time for trivia? Uh, yeah, I am ready for trivia, and uh, we have a special trivia today, and we're going to hear all about that right after this. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations 
and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. So we have a donated trivia, Carl, from one of our listeners, uh, from Matt from Massachusetts. Just emailed us some trivia. And I'm going to implement that. This was awesome. So I, This was like unsolicited. He just was like, here's some trivia if you ever want to use it. He just did it. And I was like, Derek struggles with trivia. I'll send it his way. <laughs> <laughs> Derek struggles. I was like, free, free questions? Done. Yeah. These are actually really good, though. So we got four questions, a couple true false. We have a couple multiple choice. Okay. Uh, let's see how you do. I don't think you've really dug into these. So this should be, this should be good. Okay. Uh, first question, true or false? Uh, you should run around and work up a good sweat before crawling into your sleeping bag to stay warm all mm. night long. Mm. I know people that do actually try to get themselves warm if they're freezing, but not to the point right. of sweating. I would say false on mm. that one. Wow. Nailed it. Okay. False. The sweat will reduce the insulation and efficiency and obviously get you colder. Right. It's a standard practice for, uh, you know. Especially for like, a you know, with a down bag and... Yeah, you know what you talked about being too smelly, and that's another way to get smelly. Get your stuff smelly. That's very true. Yeah. Very true. Uh, number two, uh, how? Okay, this isn't true false. I just want to see if you can answer this. Uh, okay, how can you prevent your Nalgene cap from freezing shut on a winter trip? Oh, dude, any, are you serious? Any number one for? way is don't bring the Nalgene. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> See, I'm going to give you a point for that. Don't bring a Nalgene. Do you, okay, let me ask you this question. Should I call Nalgene customer service next? Yes, because okay. I want to know what they think of the durability of that cap. Sure, the bottle's <laughs> super tough. I will challenge them and then probably get my hat handed to me like I just did with Eric from customer service. So we'll see. What Tell happens. me how the bottle cap little arm thing mm-hmm. is, is super you know everything proof the leash yeah okay to answer your question i think i think well there's a couple ways uh they definitely have like these insulator sleeves you can use which will you know which kind of just keeps the whole thing insulated and so it's not gonna True. Like, melt melt you can obviously yeah. keep it like a like a koozie if you will exactly exactly yeah you can keep it closer to your body you can keep it in the middle of your pack um you can turn it upside down because the ice will flip can, to the top, and then the water, whatever remaining water, will be on the bottom. There you go. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Did you uh, read ahead on that? That's a good one. Now, he, his answer was stored upside down, so the water on the bottom will be frozen last. Okay. So, all good answers. Two points for you. Okay. That's a lot. I will take You haven't it. really got started this strong in a while, so I'm excited. <laughs> uh, multiple choice question. Which of these should you store in your first aid kit, Carl? Okay. Which will help you... To protect your skin from frostbite and wind burn. These are all like cold weather type questions, right? So far. Yeah. What should you put in your pack to help you like protect your skin from wind burn, frostbite? Should it should it be chalk? Should it be Vaseline? (laughs) Should it be should it be Vaseline? Uh, Charcoal? Uh, Peanut butter? Or plain yogurt? Which I would one? not use peanut butter, but I think that could actually work. Don't you think? Like, it's got the fat. I think it might actually work. I was thinking <laughs> I about that. No, I don't want to slather myself with peanut butter. And it would smell good. Especially around so. dogs. That would be really bad. But, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'd go with the, oh, man. Like, I guess I'd go with Vaseline. I don't know that, and I'm not an experienced winter backpacker, but, so I can't see myself bringing the Vaseline, but I guess it's an emergency thing. Mm. I, I'm surprised it took you that long to answer that. I, yeah, Vaseline, yeah. easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, you, you know, whatever. whatever. Uh, next, last question we have is multiple choice. There are there are ways that you can safely boost the temperature rating of your sleeping bag, Carl. Okay. Uh, how do you do that? Do you wrap yourself in aluminum foil? 
do you use a sleeping bag liner? Okay. And he said, quote, I hope this is Derek's answer. Do you cover your body in hand warmers and duct tape? Or do you place stones from your fire in the foot box of your sleeping bag? Oh, my gosh. Those all would work. They would dest- Some of them would destroy your sleeping bag with the stones and stuff, but technically work at least in the short term hand warmers and uh and duct tape would be good yeah it would yeah i mean they'd work temporarily like you know those hand warmers can you know you put them all over the place those are all ways to work i don't know that they're all wise ways to work the liner is you know like an extra layer of insulation so that's gonna work i mean you know how to really boost your uh that that, his answer that he wanted me to answer is not my answer sorry it is not i'm gonna say what about what about peanut butter if you slide peanut butter all over the inside i think that's that's definitely you could add that as e you know the fifth answer okay uh mine was just to uh bring some sweet polyester warm pajama pants i mean that's how i would insulate (laughs) that's how i get warm so that'd be my answer i don't know yeah all right what what was the right answer i think i i forget what the first one i'm guessing uh well, he didn't really say. So it's, oh, the aluminum it's foil? I'm guessing foil. Like I would do an emergency blanket. That, I that think really work. all these have a have legitimacy. I don't know if I'd put direct right. stones in my sleeping bag, but no. we've talked about like you know heating up your Nalgene and throwing it in your sleeping bag or something like that. Right. So that's an option. Temporary too. solution, yeah. Yeah. You can do you can do the the hot stones and like bury them under your mm, wherever you're sleeping yep. to make the ground warmer. Yeah. You know, you know it's you know it's warmer is the uh, peat moss. Pretty warm, not gonna lie. <laughs> Old man's beard, peat okay. moss. Yeah, not in a winter trip though. Not if it's covered in snow, my friend. I'm gonna give you three point seven five out of four on that. That's pretty okay. Good. I sure. will accept, and I think actually Matt might be on a future episode we have coming up. He's he's yeah. a guy that's got an excellent sense of humor and um he's generated some content for us he actually we had a whole bonus episode based on some of his stuff so he did like unsolicited providing us with some good info and ideas so thank you sir yeah thanks for your creativity that was fun yeah. uh much appreciated uh, anything else? Sure. you got some tidbits for us i got two okay so the first one yeah, i re- referenced at the beginning of the episode about kind of a, a prank that i'd pulled on you that didn't go as well as i thought it went so i'm gonna i'm gonna allow you to clarify this all right Oh boy! Here we go. It's this is not an indictment on you. This is more. <laughs> this is more of an indictment on the rest Debatable. of our group, to be honest. Um, is this about the uh, rock and the pack? Yeah, though? yeah. So yeah, okay. I, in a previous episode, I, I kind of went to the extreme with telling you how challenging and difficult and difficult it was to keep this a secret until you watch the video. Right. And maybe you watching the video is not the best reveal for it, but I just thought it'd be funny for you to find out on your own. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Somebody still told you that I did that from our group before mm. you watched the video. Is that correct? They confessed. Did they confess? Well, here's here's how they said it went down. I'm not going to name any names. But they said that okay. they wanted to talk to you about it, even though I texted everybody said, do not talk to Derek about this until he's watched the video. And I should have said, <laughs> I will let everybody know when he's watched the video. You should have. You definitely should have. I should have said that. I, like, I don't think I needed to say that. I, I should have. And I realize I need to be like overly specific yeah and and what you're saying is going to prove my point go ahead but you're proving my point tell me if i'm wrong here's how the conversation went with this guy he said derek have you watched the video and you said yes and so then he said something like well what did you think about carl putting the rock in your pack and you're like wait what oh i haven't watched the whole video i I told him i watched the first (laughs) half i was gonna watch the second half later Correct. Correct. Oh, that was great. Yeah. That was so great. I still don't know that if somebody asks you have like if you've seen a movie and you've only seen half the movie, you haven't really seen the movie, right? Well, he interjected before I could finish. Okay. That, that was the I problem. wasn't there. So I don't know. I was like, yeah, and then he's like, oh, well, did you see? It? And I was like, whoa, 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 well, I've only seen half though. Okay. So, so yeah, I've seen it. I'm gonna say that know. that prank was a failure. Complete failure. You know, I, I don't. I would change your mentality though. And I think you're proving why, because I would look at that prank as more of like a, a pretty good accomplishment personally for you, that you got that far with our group of guys and that deep into it, and it almost made it all the way through until somebody just accidentally said something. That I'm was pretty, pretty impressive. Okay. I like your optimism, and I'm pretty optimistic myself, but I to the level of micromanagement that I went for this one, and to have it still not work is pretty discouraging. It was no, it's, it's it was so in depth though. I mean, you, you there's so many moving parts there. 
for multiple. I'm deleting YouTube comments. Yeah. I'm reprimanding people through email and on text for implying things. I'm having private text conversations telling people not to say anything. I'm surprised. Still didn't work. Here's what I'm surprised. I'm surprised you weren't like hounding me to watch the video. Like, hey, yeah, it really. Can you just give me like a quick, you know, like. Yeah, but then I, yeah, that's a giveaway. If I, if you're like, okay, why do we want me to watch the video so bad? I wouldn't even. I wouldn't have known that though. I wouldn't have thought of that though. It's a, it's a giveaway. I guess. So, All right. Well, I, th- I still think I can prank you. I'll, I'll think of something else. Don't worry. But, uh, <laughs> I'm not. Trust me. You'll come up with something. <laughs> We've got uh, to end things. We've got a Rocky MP3. We haven't heard from him in a few weeks, so um, he he had he sent this to me a while ago. But he had a reaction to one of our better episodes this season. That was the one with uh, Sonia Wick from the Eco Challenge, the world's yes. toughest race. And so here's what he had to say. Yo, B and B, it's Rock. What's going on, everybody? I had to listen to the Sonia Wick interview again. I believe it's episode 118. Um, Sonia, that was an incredible. Incredible interview. Um, it was awesome hearing about the Eco Challenge. It was, I, I don't know how you and your team and all those other teams did it, completed it, even got halfway through or even got through the first day. It's, it's insane. I thought the best part of that interview, though, was when you said you won an Ironman, I believe, Kona Challenge, like one of the most prestigious ones in the entire world. No, you didn't win. You got second place. Excuse me. Um, and then you said you woke up the next day and felt empty. I thought that was awesome that you shared that. Not that you, it's not awesome that you woke up and felt empty, but I thought that was awesome that you shared that because everybody can relate. I can relate to it. And then you talked about uh, how you made a training facility and a you know, business that uh, I guess it, it ended up going south according to what you said, um, but you, were, you realized that you were just training other people to do what you were doing and that your whole purpose in life was to beat the next guy or the next girl you know, in whatever race you were in. And that's so true too. That's human nature. I just, I thought those were great, insightful points. And I just, I, I wanted to say that I've had that feeling of waking up feeling empty. And I just wanted to share with the whole B&B thing, uh, whole B&B uh, crew out there that, uh, you know, anything you do, backpacking, whatever, if you put your identity in anything other than one person, one person, and that is Jesus Christ, you're going to wake up the next day feeling empty or feeling like you need more. When you know Jesus, when you make your peace with him, when you give him your life and put your faith in him alone and in what he did for you on the cross, you will wake up the next day and you will feel full if you've really truly done that, giving your life to Jesus Christ. And Sonia, I hope you do that. And all the B&B crew, I hope you do that. And I know I kind of, you know, kind of started with the Sonia Wick interview and went right to Jesus. That's my way. I'm kind of a bull in the china shop. I think there's a lot of people whose foundations in life, whose identities in their life are absolutely crumbling, who are probably waking up the next morning feeling empty. And I don't want that for any of you. I want every one of you to wake up the next morning feeling full, fullness of joy. And you can only get that in Christ. I pray your all of your identities is in Jesus Christ. And I was out of breath. Now I'm emotional. <laughs> Dude, I need, I need to go talk to Kim. We haven't punched me in the face. And by the way, I'm saying this too because when we go to heaven, I don't know what's going to be there, but if there's backpacking in heaven, I do plan on asking Jesus to lead us on a one billion mile backpacking trip. And I hope all y'all are with me and that we can be and be through the billion miles with Jesus leading the charge. All right, I'm going to go find Gimli so again he can punch me in the face. Rock always bringing it home with some beauty. I love it. Thank you, Rock. Always appreciated. Um, guys, that will wrap it up for us. We hope you enjoyed. Uh, remember, guys, uh, Carl thinks a lighter pack is just simply moving down from the gallon Ziploc bag to the sandwich-sized Ziploc bag, and your pack will be lighter. I, I think he's, uh, you know, something to talk about there. So we'll see you guys next time. Have a good one. I want to fly around the world. So yeah, there's a there's a little something here. I mean, you know, Carl Carl says, you know, what can I do? One time on a trip, he comes up to me, he's like, what can I do to lighten my pack? This is after the trip, and I was like, well, you want me to tell you like some obvious things or some like real things? He's like. No, we're good friends. Tell me something real. I was like, all right. I said, you know what you can pack? Not pack is don't pack your 
fear of losing to me in all these games. It's really weighing you down. And all I saw was a single tear roll down his cheek. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.